GPS should remain internal and focus within the company to become a vehicle for enterprise-wide transformation. We as GPS have to be continuously delivering value because otherwise we, we're, we're going to cease to exist. Welcome to GBS Masterminds Podcast Season 4. Should GBS be its own company? Should GBS continue to be in-house as a service center? Or should GBS offer its services for a profit? That's the topic. Today, our guest is Samir from NTT. Samir, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, Sashi. How are you doing? Great to see you again. Uh, my name is Samir Jalandwala. I lead uh, GPS operations at uh, NDT. I've been with the company for almost uh, two years and got a, a career in shared services and outsourcing before that. Right. Welcome to the podcast, Samir. We'll jump right in with a yes or no question for you. Should GPS act like entrepreneurs and take their services externally? We have seen that done in the past by few. Uh, should they continue to focus on being internal as a service center? What are your thoughts? Sashi, I think within that one question, you actually probably had two flavors of a question or two questions. So let me break it up into parts. So firstly, should GBS leaders act like entrepreneurs? So to that, my answer is absolutely yes. You know, you have to earn your table, uh, your place at the table. You have to earn uh, the fees or money you're getting from your clients for sure. Now, the second part of your question was, and take their services externally or remain an internal uh, GBS services. So I firmly believe that to give the focus needed internally, GBS should remain internal and focus uh, with, within the company to become a vehicle for enterprise-wide transformation. What I mean by that is not just back office, it's not just mid office, it's end-to-end, -end, it's having a seat at the table, having a seat on the board, uh, and becoming a vehicle for enterprise-wide transformation while focusing maniacally on giving value uh, uh, into the business and transformation of the company itself. Now, let me um, explain why I say that. Because if uh, GPS were to sell its services externally, then uh, it wouldn't be a GPS anymore. It's almost becoming like an outsourcing provider. Now we have a great story and a great example here uh, from the marketplace about 15 years ago or 20 years ago, you recall Genpact or Jackie's as it was then known, broke away from uh, GE. So GE did have an internal shared services and they set up a separate company called Jackie's and uh, which eventually became Genpact, eventually got public listed and G, uh, I believe, has only a minority stake in that company, but that is a company which is now externally selling services, uh, and it's actually become an outsourcing company. It's no longer dedicated to GE, and GE has the full freedom to go and choose uh, whatever internal, captive, or external outsourcing services they want. Now, if I think about uh, entity ourselves, now we, we are an IT services business. We sell a full stack of IT services. Now, GPS doesn't fit within that stack of services. So as a company, we have to focus on what is our core strength and where we want to be, while GPS internally focuses on providing the best services uh, up the whole value chain. 
And if I think about, again, our own GPS journey, we did start off with uh, uh, captive centers. We actually had, uh, you know, three locations in three regions. Uh, but these captive centers were not scaling. They were not providing the end-to-end -end, uh, transformation experience we were expecting. So we then moved to an entirely outsourced model with uh, two outsourced providers. Uh, so we are still getting the best uh, what's available in the marketplace uh, through our outsourced GBS because we needed the com competencies, the capabilities, and speed from these two very uh, experienced companies. So that would be my answer, Sashi. Awesome. So maybe a follow-up question to that, uh, Samir. So if GBS does not go external, I'm trying to think about what is the future end state for a GBS organization. Of course, in the beginning, when your GBS is new, there is a lot of work to do. But I've seen yeah. like a lot of GBS organizations are fairly mature, multifunction, multi-location, business value is mostly optimized. And what next? Because you're kind of limited by your company, right? So I'm just curious, is there a risk of plateauing or is there other optionality? Well, there, there's still a very long way to go. <laughs> in GBS, we're at the beginning of the journey, even if I look five, seven, eight years ahead, there's there's so much to do. And actually, I'll take the opportunity to share my favorite quote, Sashi, that uh, shared services or GPS is a journey, not a destination. You might have a five-year vision now and you'll get there. You'll realize that you need another five-year vision to deliver the services uh, and value uh, beyond that. So uh, for our GPS um, in NTT, we... Uh, are uh, some of our immediate priorities are along the lines as you would expect, uh, and some are more longer term. So if I would kind of divide it into maybe four different areas. So the first one would be transformation. Uh, as you know, we built this GBS with two outsource providers. It was a pr primarily a lift and shift approach. So we are very much focused on delivering transformation now with world-class and leading tools. So that's our initial stage taking us uh, into next year. Uh, we then uh, have a plan to going broader, deeper, and wider into the different processes. So let me start with deeper actually first, because deeper uh, means going into a particular process. We do five value streams today. So mm -hmm. it's uh, procure to pay, order to cash, record to report, uh, hire to retire, and opportunity to order. Within mm -hmm. these areas, we still see a lot of scope to go after, and our plan is to go deeper. Uh, even if, I, in my knowledge of the GPS market, if you take even something like R2R, record to report, not many companies have gone down the absolute last mile where even statutory reporting and tax reporting is outsourced. So even within existing traditional stacks of GPS processes, there is much more to go after. Second, we're going to go uh, wider across country scopes uh, because we uh, we don't have all the countries. We have 22 countries uh, with, within GBS today. We will be going uh, wider where we are don't have a presence uh, today. And third, we'll be going after more value streams. So we don't do much in the strategic procurement area, uh, as an example. Uh, master data management is actually a sixth value stream we're building uh, as we speak. Uh, Third-party risk management could be yet another value stream. So there is a lot to go after within within to broaden the scope of uh, GBS services. Third, 
uh, our uh, vision is to build GBS as a center of excellence. And that center of excellence is, is for various things. The center of excellence for data, center of excellence for automation, uh, center of excellence for any kind of process improvement uh, and transformation. And fourth, we are actually uh, now part of Entity Data Inc. So that's now a $30 billion uh, uh, IT powerhouse. And there is a lot of integration activity uh, to be done. So for sure, we would leverage what we've already built to uh, make an impact uh, across the combined uh, wider company. So a, a lot even internally to go after. Awesome. All right. So I'm going to switch gears on that note to the next topic, which is around talent. As you know, interest rates are probably like all-time high over the last decade. Unemployment is the all-time low. <laughs> so everybody is still struggling for getting talent. Yeah. Added to that, a lot of complexities around RTO, hybrid, work-from-home requests, all that stuff. So thinking about GBS for you as an example at NTT, how do you attract talent? Okay, so uh, let let me take that in maybe a couple of parts. So so firstly, the, the kind of model we chose, uh, which is uh, go to an outsourced GBS model certainly has has helped us with expanding the talent pool available, right? And of course, I say we're we're outsourced today. We in future might uh, consider a hybrid model where certain uh, functions are kept uh, in house. So so we can discuss a bit more about that. But by uh, by working with two outsized providers, we're actually expanding the talent pool to. Uh, two very experienced providers in the in the marketplace. Now, one reason we did that was we we given the pace of change we wanted to adopt and what we had to deliver uh, as ourselves, we wouldn't have been able to build or retain that kind of uh, talent talent pool. So we've kind of expanded this by getting capabilities and competencies from a wider talent pool where. Then you within those companies you have the finance specialists you have the HR specialists and they build careers within within those uh, outsourced companies. So this is almost like a sourcing model decision be, uh, on where best the talent sits and then how best you can leverage talent. Because today I'm leveraging talent from entity I'm leveraging talent from both service providers. So and we actually adopt a one team one dream approach. So you're using talent. Uh, from every, uh, from the best area which is available to then uh, uh, actually help you uh, fulfill your fulfill your requirements i do see the opportunity where sometime in the future we would have probably have a hybrid model i do see we will we may have uh, then uh, very skilled staff within the captive part of the hybrid model uh, we will have to work hard to uh, retain uh, uh, the team there. So yeah. it's, it's very likely that we'll have to keep uh, uh, attract those teams to us and, and keep them uh, engaged with career paths within our own internal GBS. So it seems like the key takeaway there is what you're suggesting is, and you're doing this identity, which is you have to think about hybrid. Hybrid starts with, of course, you need to build your own in-house talent. But you need to partner with outsources to get the best of both worlds. And it also looks like you're looking at multiple outsources as well to increase the optionality. Does that make sense? Exactly. Yeah, diversify the risk. Absolutely. One last question before we close. This is around value. So, of course, GBS's sole existence is based on creating value to your stakeholders, yeah. the business stakeholders. But 
but bringing that focus on value into actual execution is hard. What do you suggest to bring that maniacal focus on value to GBS? Okay, a few things here, Sashi, but uh, I think you said it. We as GBS have to be continuously delivering value uh, because otherwise we, we're, we're going to cease to exist. So that's that that's paramount and value way beyond cost cost and efficiency. So then if you if you start then thinking about the capabilities we have built uh, in entity and are continuing to build through our transformation path, we we have a lot of skills and a lot of things to offer to the rest of the companies. Firstly, we're sitting on a lot of data. A lot of the ERPs, a lot of the access to data is sitting with us within GPS. We have access of it. We have overview of it like nobody else in the company. Secondly, we are also building uh, capabilities on process transformation. So process analysis, uh, deep process mining for tools such, such as Signavio. Uh, how do you take a process, dissect it, transform it, automate it? How do you use the best of technologies uh, to, to do that? So we have to continuously use all those skill sets to deliver much, much more. And, and straight in the finance process, if you think about it, we, uh, uh, of course, accounts receivable collections, no doubt about it. That's what actually your, your product is all about. But also billing uh, is another key area, revenue leakage. You know, most industries have a revenue leakage ratio of 1% to 2%. Can yeah. you believe it? 1% to 2% of revenue. A lot. Uh, it's a lot of money. Right, especially and, if you do it as if, a percentage of margin. <laughs> That's exactly. yeah. maybe that that the way GBS model going to the business. And okay, I'm gonna take a revenue share for whatever I recover. So revenue leakage, uh, a great example of another area of, uh, where uh, GBS could um, offer much more value beyond cost savings. Uh, strategic sourcing, I mentioned uh, briefly, but uh, accumulating spend and ensuring compliance to whatever negotiated contracts is area. So there are a huge number of areas where GPS can continue to order um, uh, uh, deliver value. And they deliver value through their talent and the teams who, who uh, have all the, the data expertise, process expertise, as, uh, as I mentioned. Uh, they are have access to the latest uh, technologies, uh, AI, ML, Gen AI in future, uh, and while always being outcome focused and delivering that that uh, value back to the business. Got it. Samir, I know how busy you are. Thank you for taking time and being a guest on this podcast. Good luck with everything you're doing at NTT with GBS. Great. Uh, thank you, Sashi. And thank you for having me on this. <laughs>